Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Aerosmith. With back Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. And the Queen is dead. We're not talking about the rock band that we play often. No, but I assume that if you've been in a coma for the last 24 hours, you probably don't know the Queen Elizabeth died. Yeah, so long live the King, or Archie, or Lilibet, or any of those other royals that will eventually take over, I guess, huh? We uh, we will talk about this because I have my thoughts on this whole royal family thing. Very serious stuff. But more important, Scott Zolak <laughs> will join us today. Long live the Zolak. Yes. If he's awake today. Hopefully by 8 o'clock he'll be wide awake. <laughs> and uh, we'll also be talking to Miami Dolphins uh, broadcaster and former player, Kim Bocamper. That's coming up after 7 o'clock. Nice. Yeah. So there's football, royal families. Other things, too. Season began last night. Bills looked, yeah, they looked pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> look off, look good. It's 535 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Queen. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. How nice of you to do that in honor of the late Queen I, I had nothing to do with that decision. Mm-hmm. That was all, <laughs> that was somebody else. Uh, the weather today going to be nice. going to be nice all weekend. Lots of sunshine, 70s, 80s, that kind of stuff. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Queen Elizabeth the II died yesterday at Balmoral Castle in Scotland. She was 96 years old. 96? Yeah. Makes you think. Anne Heche made it to 100 before she did. She did? 100 what? (laughs) Miles an hour. (laughs) Hey, yo. Her uh, her son Charles, who is now King Charles III, said, quote, The death of my beloved mother, Her Majesty the Queen, is a moment of great sadness for me and all the members of my family as I (laughs) swim through piles of money now. You know, I was uh, looking at the uh, at the Daily Mail yeah. yesterday. Cause I I, I, watched, I get the notifications all day long mm-hmm. on that one, and they're saying like, yeah, people in uh, Great Britain are shocked that the Queen has died, and and I'm she's ninety six. Which is ninety six? Can you really? You can't really be shocked. Can you be anymore. shocked? I mean, ninety six is a good long, good long run. Yep. Well, did they expect her to live to over a hundred years old? Betty White did. Yeah, but no. Betty White wasn't um, <laughs> Betty White a didn't even live to 90. No. Uh, t- no, she only know, lived sure. to 99. Close, right? Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth held the throne for 70 years, making her the longest-serving female head of state in history. She was also the longest-reigning British monarch ever. She assumed the throne in February of 1952 at the age of 25. You imagine that? 25 years old? You're mm. the queen. It's like Anne Hathaway's dream come true. Do you think Reggie Jackson <laughs> killed her, by the way? No. I don't think no. Reggie Jackson had anything to do with Actually, it. Actually, Ricardo you... <laughs> Montalban's been gone for a long time. Did you see Reggie Jackson's tweet? No. It said, uh, finally, I'm off the hook. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> nice. Uh, the Queen. Yeah. Yeah. Her, he's, uh... <laughs> he's not completely off the hook. There's plenty of reasons to hate Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Uh, her coronation in 1953 was televised at her insistence and was seen by 277 million people around the world. Some credit it with making TV a mainstream medium. Uh, despite being a princess, Elizabeth worked as a mechanic during World War II. And besides Charles, she had three other little brats. Princess Anne, Princess Edward, and the one they don't like to talk about anymore. You know, that one. Andrew. 
Uh, and check this out. Just an hour before the Queen's death was announced, there was a double rainbow over Buckingham Palace. Oh, what, are the, what are the odds of that? Yeah, It's kind of like when Arnold Palmer died. There was a rainbow over Latrobe, Pennsylvania, where he grew up. It's for the, for yeah, the icons. You know, the, the, the parallels are staggering. Right. For You're the icons, right. that's what they do, though. That's what the heavens There's do. a big difference between Arnold Palmer mm. and the Queen Not of England. Not to me. Not to me, Bex. Well, you might want to reorder your priorities <laughs> in life, because it seems to me the queen's a bigger deal. Mm. So at uh, 73 years old, Charles is finally king. He'll deliver a televised address today. His wife, uh, Camilla, now carries the official title of queen consort. That sounds so dirty. It does Wh- sound dirty, doesn't it? Wh- yeah. Why? Because she wasn't... She doesn't get to be queen because she wasn't... Uh, Born royal. She wasn't... Yeah, I don't think she's actually... Uh, well, I guess that wouldn't make sense either, because... Uh, well, Meghan Markle wouldn't have been able right. to, to do that anyway. Yeah, but Diana, she wasn't born royal either, right? No, she, no, no. She, she there, there was a, there was lineage there oh. in the Spencer family. Okay. Oh all yeah, right. no, they were they were they were all in the mix. All right. Uh, if you didn't like pumpkin spice coffee, you're not going to like it now. Martha Stewart wore an apron with nothing underneath to promote pumpkin spice coffee. Hey now. She said she's uh, been modeling since she was uh, young and isn't embarrassed by it. In fact. She tries to stay in shape by exercising and doing Pilates. I don't know. Listen, for a woman her age, she's looking all right, I think. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know, she's older than me, but, uh, you know. Uh, she's almost 80 years old. For nevertheless, now. I'm, I'm going to be 56 in a, w- in a week. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting up there. Martha Stewart living. That's like the one thing that she's, uh, you know, hoping. That Listen, she- half your age plus seven. I fall within that. Yeah, you actually do. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, if uh, God forbid age. something goes wrong with my marriage, and I don't expect it to ever be that way, but if you know, Martha's still around and available, yeah, woman can cook. Yeah, but half your age plus seven is nowhere near what she still no, is. No, of course not. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> if it was she, it was her half your age plus seven, then yes, you would fall in her sure right. her realm. But she doesn't fall in your realm. You'd be too young for it. I would be. I would I'd, not. Ooh, look at that young little buck of 43. <laughs> he's so... <laughs> She'd be robbing the cradle with a guy like me. Yeah. Ooh, he's got, ooh, maybe cholesterol problems. Hmm? I like him. <laughs> Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child is so vocal about her love of candy corn that Brock's hired her to write a jingle for it. It's called Candy Corn Love, and it's the first song she's written in over five years. God, what an awful thing to love. I know. Well, I guess if it makes you money, yeah, it's candy corn. Though. I know, it's gross, it's disgusting. It's like, it would be like uh, like having an obsession about circus peanuts. Just disgusting. Or me writing a song about um, watermelon, which I despise. Yes, you despise watermelon. I do. Do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Mm, uh, well, I do. Well, yeah, did the whole thing I, about Leon liking uh, watermelon. I can't, I'm not going to get into he that. Was trying to hide it from from Larry, and he was uh, throwing it in the trash can. <laughs> Larry said, "I'm going to buy the Cavilta fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Cavilta fish. I'm Larry David, and I love Cavilta fish." <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday on the View, Whoopi Goldberg ended the show by saying, "Quote." I want to say you've all been a great audience. We love that you're watching. Have a great day. The only problem is, show wasn't over yet. Yeah. The other panelists started laughing, and Joy Behar pointed to the teleprompter and said, quote, uh, look what it says. We've got more show. We're not done. So Whoopi said, quote, all right, whatever. We'll be back. I don't think they like her very much. What makes you say that? 
Just the reaction. I, I, I watched the video of that. I don't. I don't think any of them like each other. Well, that's I what makes the show so great. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's why it's so popular. That's like us. Well, because they. No, I don't think it's anything like us at all. <laughs> no, what I say is we all hate each other. Yes, but they also make lots of money. Yeah, lots of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you get when you cross Groundhog Day with the butterfly effect? No How idea. about Meet Cute, a new movie starring Kaylee Cuoco and Pete Davidson? Kaylee meets Pete at a bar one night and has a great time, so she uses time traveling tanning bed to recreate it until it's perfect. Hmm. This sounds totally like- plausible. Yeah, but along the way, she also starts messing with Pete's life, trying to make it better. But instead, she makes things worse. Man, me cute hits Peacock on September 21st. One of them is a good actor. That doesn't mean you can save what is seemingly like a piece of garbage. And that's your Hollywood news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock at 611 and ACDC. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's going to be great this weekend, actually, starting with today. Highs in the low 80s with lots of sunshine. I don't know if uh, you guys have heard this news or not, no. but uh, the queen has died at the age of 96. What? Yeah, I know. When was somebody going to tell me? I know. It really snuck up on everybody. No mm. one expected this to happen. Um, yeah, I, obviously, it's a sad thing when a, uh, when a monarch dies after 70 years on the throne. I usually keep my uh, throne time to much uh, shorter, ver- uh, you know, spans of time mm-hmm. but nevertheless i i uh, as uh, as she's dying and i'm thinking uh, you know what happens next had a lot of questions in my in my head yeah you imagine being prince charles mm-hmm. it takes you to the age of 73 before you get your very first job when your mom was 25 yeah. when she got hers this is a guy who has gone through the world's longest management trainee program in history <laughs> mm-hmm. and still Still has issues Still. with communication. Yeah, he's not, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, the, the reason why the lady held on for so long is she looked at her family and said, I- I'm going to leave all this to these idiots. I mean, think about yeah, it. She, I know. she could have done what her mom did and abdicated the throne and Charles could have been a you know, king 15 years ago. But she looked at Charles and said, <laughs> there ain't no way in hell. I, no, it, it, you're going you're gonna to pull me from his throne until you, I'm, I'm dead. That's it. Steve was referring to the fortunes that she leaves behind and leaves essentially to her son, uh, $500 million, by the way, her estimated net worth. That's it. That's a lot of money, mm-hmm. $500 million. He'll, get, he'll get most of it. You're not yeah. going to spend that all in a day. But can you imagine? You're 73. You have been waiting your entire life. For this old lady to kick the bucket so you can get the big the big gig. Yeah. And then you have to write a big press release, you know, saying how you know terrible you feel that everything that your life has been uh, directed towards is, you know, basically, you know, you know, it's culminated in this very sad moment of your life. But you're sitting on a $500 million fortune after spending the last 73 years not doing jack squat. Yeah, now you're like uh you're not young enough to go around and mess around like you were doing with, you know, on Diana. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. That was 20 years ago. Back then he was in he was he was younger than me. Yeah. He was younger than me back then 20 years ago. Yeah, you'd think they could maybe skip him too in the succession plan and maybe give it to one of the uh you know, one of the young kids there. Yeah, so. they, you know, they they they're not going to do that. I know. But they, they know that he's not going to be in, in this position for all that long. He's so who, 73 for crying out loud. Who's the next king then? I, I think it would be uh, the, the this, handsome, uh, well-behaved son of so Princess Di. It'll be, uh, what the hell is his name? 
I can't ever remember. <laughs> Prince Andrew and then No, uh, not definitely not <laughs> Prince Andrew. <laughs> Andrew is not going to be involved Prince Harry in this. and uh yeah. what's Harry the and uh, George. The, uh, the, the good kid. Hank. Why can't we why can't we remember his name? I He's don't, like the most famous one. I really I really don't uh, even know anymore. No. Uh, hold on a second. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Male Diana. Because <laughs> that's what he looks like. What a bunch of idiots. There were three grown men. Right. We can't remember the, the kid's name. <laughs> the kid that would be king. Yes. Anyway, uh, my point is, can you just imagine being in that position? Mm-hmm. I mean, Prince you, William. You, William. Prince William. Thank yes. you. Yes. You know that your whole life is about grooming you for this yeah. one job. Right. And the only way you're going to get it is if mom steps down or dies. Well, you know, mom ain't going to step down because, frankly, you and your brother have embarrassed her time and time again. So uh, <laughs> she's not going to just step down on her own. She finally dies at the age of 96, and now it's your job. What do you do on the first day? I mean, I know when I started a new job here 27 years ago, I didn't just like jump right into things. I mean, I made a pot of coffee. I'm hanging out a little bit, kind of working my way up into the first day. Well, you had to you had to give speeches. You had to go on your microphone. He's going to do that later. He's going to give a speech. Yeah, so, but the, same but, thing. But the bar of expectation back yeah. in 1995 for me was relatively low. I don't think anybody had any expectations. I'd last more than just a couple days. But and here you are. And yeah, here I am, still uh, still hanging on. Kind of like the queen. Kind of like, well, I don't want to say just like the queen. We have our differences. But I'm just saying, I mean, I can't even imagine that, uh, you know, what that must be like to just wait around forever for one thing. You know, if the queen had an Apple watch, she would have been able to tell if she was going into AFib or not. You're right. So I don't know if that was her problem. I think her problem was she was 96 years old. Come on now. There was something. This is a conspiracy theory. Somebody killed the queen. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't Reggie Jackson. That's right. Uh, Think about, by the way. This one monarch for our entire lives. I mean, there was nobody else. As long as we lived, as long as we have lived, yeah. she was there. And I was counting up. In my lifetime alone, 13 U.S. presidents have been in office. Okay. And since she began, 17 U.S. presidents. <laughs> one person ruling over a country. 13 since you've been born? Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, start starting with uh, Eisenhower during m- the year I was born. Oh, Eisenhower! Well, then- he was the president then. Wow. Yeah, and then all the way through to today. So you're 1959. Correct. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. And during that time, she was only she was like halfway through her re- reign oh. as queen. I'll be damned. Yeah, that day, boy, you are a lot older than you you uh, you <laughs> let on. My God. Thank you, I think. Yeah. No, I don't mean, I don't mean, it's not an insult. Yeah. One, two, no, no. Three, four, I, no. Five, I'm saying thank you. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're Damn. absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. My math is good. You, not normally, but in this case, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we, but, but that's, but, you know, they've got prime ministers. Mm-hmm. Sure. Two, and they only mm-hmm. last a couple of years. And yep. I'm sure they've gone through uh, their share over the last 70 years. I think that the new prime minister took over this week, by the way. Actually, I, she met the queen and then the queen died. Yes. Wow. She's like poison. Huh? Yeah. And, no and, kidding. And, and the, and the British pound not doing real well. Uh, so, you know, they're, they got some challenges over there right now. Well, you know, Understand though that the uh, the royal family has virtually no power whatsoever. I mean, they're really just there for 
for show. I yeah, mean, it, okay. it's really kind of a disp- <laughs> it's really kind of a display job. Mm. You, it you're, is. It you're, is. You're, you're there to wear a crown, look good, sit in the throne. That's pretty much all you do. Mm-hmm. You wave in the back mm-hmm. and, and, and parades and stuff like that. They don't. They out don't. The windows. They don't set policy. They don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. That's all the parliament and uh, and the, what what's, what's her name now? Uh, the new one. I I, I do you know the oh, new, the new prime minister yeah, prime minister's yeah. name at this point uh, they, brand new yeah they um well, they just make all the money the royal family I mean they may not have any power but as we proved a few minutes ago well it's kind of like a, it's kind of like the a, cash it's kind of like a stipend yeah you know they're they're given so much money by the government and they say okay well here you go uh, you know offend with that for friend with this for a little bit and see how you do mm-hmm. but all of a sudden you got Charles who's had you know his whole life really not having any major responsibilities or even a, a purpose other than what just happened yesterday. This was it. This was all that guy's been working towards. Uh, Liz Truss, by the way, the new prime minister. Liz Truss. Truss. I mean, Steve, you're, you're a guy who feels like you got some sort of purpose in life, right? Mm-hmm. You, would... you kind of feel like you've been working your whole way up to a, a purpose, right? Uh, yes. Okay. It's like Navin Johnson. He's got a purpose. Yes. <laughs> to get his name in a phone book. Yes. And to take his lamp. Yeah. And his dog named S Head. Yeah. I thought I just got hired here and nobody would notice if, uh, you know, I, uh, <clears throat> you know, nobody would get rid of me over the years just because I work for so cheap. No, that's yeah. not, that's not you. That's Pat Kelly. Mm. But, uh, I just think, I mean, I just can't imagine, you know, I mean, 73 years old Amazing. and you've been training she, for one job yeah. forever and you finally get... That little name tag that says, "Hi, I'm King Charles the Third. Because no one's, everyone's, everyone's got to get used to calling him King now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna be writing that like when they write him a letter. Yeah, just scratch it out of the top. Yeah, Dear d- Prince Charles, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> Dear King Charles, King like Charles we, the Third. Yeah, kind of like when we try to write a check when uh, the New Year turns. There, we always forget for like two or three weeks what year it is. I'm at the. I, I read something that the first two King Charleses, number uh, one and two, mm-hmm. not all that hot. Like they weren't great. Uh, they were not really good kings. King Charles Cocker Spaniels, though, that They're is adorable. that is a dog right there. That they are adorable and very expensive. Yes, my uh, girlfriend, who's a vet, recommends them highly for anyone. Sure. Yeah. Well, they are they're sweet little things. Yes. But uh, to have you know King Charles the Third, mm-hmm. you know, scoot himself on your carpet would probably <laughs> not be as well received. That, that's Prince Andrew's job, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's his yeah, only job. Let me rub my butt across your royal floor. <laughs> it would be his bum, by yeah. the way, Steve. I wonder what's going to happen to that guy now. Because you know, Prince Andrew is like you know, pra- you know, his his mom made him stand in the corner for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You stand in the corner and you think about what you just did on that island with those young youngsters. And now that she's gone, now that that the the, the mom is no longer the <laughs> the top disciplinarian in the family. Yeah, you wonder what's going to happen, Andrew. Uh, your brother. Your brother's going to uh, lay the smack down on you. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't you be more like your brother? You know, uh, you're committing acts of adultery with a woman who's nearly as old as he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why couldn't you have done that? Uh, I don't know. I uh, I like people who are 17. I, I can't tell you why. That's a good family yeah. right there. That's, yeah, very they, good family. They are. They are. Very, well, they're dysfunctional just like every other family. In the- they are a family after yes, all. Yes, they are. It's uh, 622 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's 629 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Uh, The big news from yesterday we announced on our show has now become news elsewhere across Western Mass. The Mayflower Marathon 
our big event, partnering with MGM Springfield. And the casino will help us out with a location so you can get food to the needy. Uh, we'll continue to feed thousands of Western Mass residents with food and donations in the drive spanning, as it always does, three days in November. And this year with a new location since the Basketball Hall of Fame decided to pull out recently. By the way, thanks to uh, the local media, you know, the two TV stations and uh, and the newspaper, uh, Mass Live, for uh, giving us the coverage. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. The Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinement, of course, this weekend as well. Over 40 returning Hall of Famers and the class of 2022 will have a portion of the ceremonies here in Springfield. Well, tonight is, uh, you know, all the uh, excitement is uh, not going to be happening anywhere near Springfield. It's going to be 69 miles away. But tomorrow, uh, it all comes back home. It all comes back to Springfield. And, of course, once that's done... Everyone goes back to Mohegan Sun to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, huh. the what? martinis are better down there. Yeah, well, you know, because we don't, you can't find a single martini in all of Springfield. Never. Uh, the martinis are good there. Uh, don't try and find a remember teeny, however. We covered that yesterday. Uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame, not the only thing going on this weekend. There's also lots of other events, including the Taste of Northampton. We talked about that a little yesterday, and uh, I may have to give that a try, I guess, according to you guys, although you got the. Franklin County Fair, and you got the Brimfield Antique Fest as well going on this weekend. Oh, the choices are endless, right? Dave. What are you no. going to do? Now, in your uh, little uh, sad guy uh, apartment, uh, do you have room for, like, junky antiques? Absolutely. I got a big space on one wall. I'm looking. I'm looking right now for something. Uh, okay. Well, then you could, uh, then, then maybe Brimfield was uh, is, is perfect for a guy like you. It's but the place, yeah. they have not had a taste of Northampton in 18 years. Right. So my guess is they're going to do their best to put the best foot forward. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be, uh, you know, I mean, a couple of pie places there. Yeah. You love pie, don't you? Yes. All right. Well, that's that's all I would need to do. All right. And by the way, you mentioned the 18-year span since they had it there. It's going to be a little uh, less involved this year. Instead of three days, which it normally was, it's just reduced to one day. That's tomorrow. The... Old South Street and King Street, Pleasant Street area will be closed from 8 a.m. tomorrow morning until 8 a.m. on Sunday. So 24 hours, this according to the Northampton Police Department. Well, you see how it goes in the first year. And if it winds up being successful, then maybe next year you say, okay, let's do it two days. And then uh, if that's successful, then you say, well, then let's give it a, an, a, another day. We'll mm-hmm. do three days of the, the taste of Northampton. That's how these things are supposed to work. We mm-hmm. haven't done this in 18 years. Yeah. 18 years. She got one of your kids, got you for 18 years. I know somebody paying child support for one of his kids, his baby mama's car crib is bigger than he is. You'll see him on TV any given Sunday when the Super Bowl drive off in a Hyundai. Is that the mayor of Northampton? No, that's Kanye West. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so close by to Northampton in Greenfield, a bunch of protesters downtown earlier this week demanding that the Greenfield Police Chief Robert Hay, and I apologize if I have that pronounced incorrectly. Yeah, whatever. He, he, it doesn't matter what his name is. H-A-I-G-H. Uh, the folks of Greenfield. Well, that could also be high. Yeah. Hey, you know what Hi. I mean? Ho. Oh, oh. Anyway, hey. or maybe it's <laughs> that guy needs to resign or be fired, according to the protesters in downtown Greenfield. Mm-hmm. So nearly 50 residents and community organizers convening outside City Hall, holding signs, reading such things as fire, racist cops, and Greenfield does not want a racist police chief. Those were among the signs people were holding up in public earlier this week. Okay. 
See how successful that turns out to be. Uproar among residents who say that uh, a recent jury verdict by Hampshire Superior Court in a discrimination case makes hay unfit for duty. Could be high. Could be. And you're talking about his name or his condition? I don't even know. I, I've never met the man, mm-hmm. so I, I, don't, I don't even know uh, whether, in fact, he is a racist. He doesn't sound like a drug user. He just sounds like a douche. Problems in Holyoke as well. Days after the city recorded its fourth and fifth homicides of the year, Mayor Josh Garcia and Hampton District Attorney Anthony Galuni updated the public on the violence. And the mayor saying it shook up the city's sense of safety. The police chief was there. The city council president was there. Everybody convening in public to assure people that this kind of stuff is not going to continue in the city of Holyoke. The most recent shootings, Wednesday and Saturday this week, the killings come in the wake of four city councilors voting no to accept a $50,000 U.S. Department of Justice grant to partly fund shot spotter technology. Well, that's that. Listen, it's it's worked in Springfield. You know, it would I mean it would work in Holyoke too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of guns, sales for Smith and Wesson falling to the lowest level in 13 years. Sales in its most recent quarter down 84 and a half million dollars, a de- decrease of 190 million or 69 percent from the same time period in 2021. Now, they're saying that uh, you know coming out of COVID explains the fact that maybe not as many people are interested in guns, getting out into public and maybe not feeling it as necessary to protect their homes. Well, I mean, when I mean, reality is when you're uh, being forced to shelter in place for as long as we were, you're probably not going to go grab a gun and, and want to kill woodland creatures or to commit crimes. So, I mean, it's perfectly natural that uh, sales would go down. Yeah. yeah. A crime spanning from Pascal County, Florida, all the way to New Hampshire. Listed in a story from 22 News, a man arrested in Florida earlier this week after deputies found he was driving a stolen U-Haul rental van carrying 35 cats and two dogs. Reportedly, the van was stolen out of Newport, New Hampshire. Deputies finding that one 35-year-old Stephen Martell... His wife and a 72-year-old woman were living in the van with the two dogs and the 35 cats, essentially living on top of each other. That's crazy. Yeah. uh, I'm uh, not for nothing, but if if I'm the U-Haul place where that van was stolen, you've had how many cats? 35 cats? Yeah. I don't want that van back. Well, and and it reportedly, the van reportedly reeked of urine as well. Well, if you have 35 cats and two dogs, I would imagine that it would probably smell a little bit. Well, let them out of the van to do their business. Well, this guy, uh, you, can't, you can't let 35 cats out of a van. They you can't? Can be, no, they, they, you, they will run away. I guess they were paying for the van because uh, they hadn't paid anything for the van since August 5th, mm-hmm. exactly one month before the arrest. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, the 72-year-old woman living in the van, was found to have large open sores on her legs as well. Mm, I bet you the cats were eating good. Yeah, Mm. but this also sounds like a really gross situation. I like staph infections. I like livers. (laughs) U-Haul, U-Haul, please deliver. (laughs) In other regional news... (laughs) 
residents of a neighborhood in Boston taking matters into their own hands. Apparently, there's a park in Roxbury, and neighbors closed it down, put up yellow tape of their own and signs after several attempts to get city officials to clamp down on the illegal activities in this park. Reports of drugs, public urination, and sex. Sex. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, oh, so whoa, back up there, Mr. On? Whoa. Mm-hmm. You want to say the S word? Yeah. It was all going on at this park in Roxbury, and so neighbors like, we've had enough. City officials won't listen to us. We're putting up our own yellow tape. We're putting up our own signs to warn people away from this area so kids aren't affected. Man, when, when people start having sex in our public parks... Mm-hmm. That's when you know things have all gone in a hell in a handbasket. Can you imagine mm-hmm. what would, would happen today if people were actually having sexual contact at Blunt Park or I, a Van Horn Park? I'd like to have sexual contact in a park. Yeah. Legally. Yeah, Van Horn puts the horn in horny. You know what I'm oh, talking I about? Yeah, does, yeah, that's right. Mm. Uh, this park, by the way, located right across the street from an elementary school, which is why they wanted to clamp down and drive people away from the park. Now, I don't know if, I mean, it's, it, does, does that carry any weight when you put up yellow tape and you put up signs? I mean, no, the, the, no. The, tra- the people are still going to go in there and do drugs and urinate and have sex, right? Well, yeah, that's what it's there for. Yeah. Makes it even, makes it even more attractive. That's, that's why we have wide open spaces in mm-hmm. major urban areas. Sure. Merriam-Webster has added a bunch of new words and terms, including yeet. Yeet? Yeet. Yep. What but is that? I don't even know what yeet is. Expressing surprise or approval or excited enthusiasm. Oh, that's an onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was part of that whole record that I had there. The uh, What's the good word from the Peter Pan singers? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Some of those. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And onomatopoeia. Now, see? All right. Good. Along with yeet, janky. Also going into the Merriam-Webster dictionary. What, uh, what is uh, what is janky? Very poor quality. This thing is like 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 this newscast is janky. Yeah, like the Red Sox are putting on a janky performance I this see. year. Okay. Sus. I think that newscast one is better. Yeah. <laughs> Sus. I think I've heard that. That's like suspicious. Very good. Yeah. Yes. Or suspect. Kids say that all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. How about adorkable? I have never heard that being used in in. <sighs> Actual language. Uh, I never have either. Your your kids are younger. Steve, have you heard never that? Never heard that one before. No. That's uh, socially awkward or quirky, but endearing. Adorkable. That's in there now in the dictionary. How about baller? Uh, yeah, I've heard, uh, I've heard baller. Yeah, sure. Excellent or exciting or suggestive of a lavish lifestyle. Like, I guess the royal family are all ballers. Right. Well, yeah, I try to live like a baller, too. <clears throat> I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a ball. I was a girl. I I was a The word MacGyver, capitalized, is in there as well. Well, it is a proper name. <clears throat> I know, but it's in the dictionary now, at least with Merriam-Webster. And what is a MacGyver? Well, it's it's used to describe your ability to be able to fix something. Oh, by, I would have thought it would it, it describe a show that was canceled 15 years ago. Yes, like we... Find a way to MacGyver a show here every day on Rock 102. Mm-hmm. Very much like what happened 15 years ago. Yes. <laughs> this could get canceled, too. There are even some acronyms that have been added to Merriam-Webster. Yes. F-W-I-W. F-W-I-W. I don't know what that is. 
Steve? No? I don't know. For what it's worth. For what it's worth. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, the oh, great oh, Buffalo Springfield. Yes, yeah. yes. And I see why am I. I see why am I. I yep. see you. I in, see I. What is it? In case you missed it. In case you missed it. Oh. No, what did I miss? <laughs> you, What's I C M Y? What is it? You missed the final one that I put in there yeah, to the dictionary. It's I C Y M I, in case you missed it. All right. There you go. All so right. get used to them. They're in the dictionary now, which makes them official, right? Yeah. Maybe. You have this thing about the, the RMV? And I, the, well, and I do, the, but I, I mean, we'll get to it next time. Okay. It, it's 642 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I don't even know what he's talking about. It's 650 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. I'm sorry, I don't speak Eddie Vicodin. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 80. Tomorrow, sunny and high of 84. It's 51 in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, Steve Nagel and the road crew today are going to be busy at Essential Foods at the Eastfield Mall from 4 to 6. And you get to meet Ted, the intern. Ooh, oh, he's going to be there too. Bonus. How exciting is that? You can stop by for twenty ribeyes for forty bucks. Are you ready to come to the meat show? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to come. I'm by I'm ready the meat to show. deliver the meat show. Uh, crazy half price, half price bulk deals on Kansas City strips, New York strips, fillets, and more. While you're there. Visit the Rock 102 table for your chance to spin the prize wheel for a whole bevy of great prizes. I was going to ask whose meat would be on display, but you answered my question. Uh, yeah, not, not Kaczynski's. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, today from 4 to 6, Essential Foods at the Eastfield Mall yeah. from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You know, I, uh, <clears throat> uh, I'll forget. I can't really say <laughs> much about that. Hey, come on out to the meat bite. Damn it. We were going to have a no, pro- it, Something was going to come out. It, there. What they did, yeah. I'll get, well, peel the... Peel, uh, Take a look at the man behind the curtain. Right. Here. When they set us up for these events, they they give us these things to like copy points to like you know promote mm-hmm. to people. Sure. And one of the instructions is make sure to welcome everybody to the meat party. So How about welcome, that? welcome to the meat party. Yeah, we're having a meat party. Does anyone come up to you and say, "Man, I hear this place is a real meat market." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be cool. That's an old joke though. You got still funny though. You got to get a new one. Still. So funny. come on down. And we'll give you some frozen meat. It's 6.52 with back Steve and Dave. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Now we've got a few mass hat awards to give out today. One of them to Kellogg's. That's right, the cereal company. Apparently, they want us to start mixing in healthy cereals with our unhealthy cereals. Please, don't be ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. They've actually already been doing this sort of surreptitiously selling mashups for the past few years. Like combining cereals like Frosted Flakes with Apple Jacks. So anyway, mm, I don't know. Apple Jacks are terrible. Yeah. Some of these new healthy ideas include a mashup of cinnamon French toast flavored Frosted Flakes with Raisin Bran. It's mm. called Frosted Cinnabran. That's gross. Right? Yeah. Should we really be promoting the health benefits of processed foods? I don't know if we should. I like mixing Cocoa Puffs with Cookie Crisp. Like, that's a good combination. Yeah. That's right good. There. That's yeah. good. You know what I used to do? I swear to you, I used to do this. I would take, like, uh, say, Cocoa Puffs, mm-hmm. right? 
and uh, I would uh, pour on top of it, not milk, but chocolate milk. Ooh, yeah. look at you. Yeah. And and as if that weren't enough, mm-hmm. you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I would sprinkle on just a little bit or maybe a lot of bit <laughs> of chocolate jimmies. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's chocolate sprinkles. Yeah, your chocolate sprinkles. Oh, so chocolate milk, cocoa puffs, and jimmies. Breakfast oh. of champions, Bax. But I, I got to tell you what. The sugar high that I would go through for right? the, my school day was unbelievable. I wouldn't crash until like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, uh, that, sugar crash. Uh, that frosted Cinnabran that Kellogg's is pushing, which uh, is supposedly healthier, yeah. has more sugar content than if you had each of the other things individually. So... Remember the Go raisin? Uh, I don't know what the what the name of the cereal was. It was raisin. It was like a raisin brand type of cereal, but the raisins were covered in like uh, sugar. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, yeah. What was well, that? Well, there one? were two different raisin brands that were competing with. There was Kellogg's, and yeah. then the, there was, was the other. Yeah, but no, I'm talking about like a like a like almost like a pastry like thing around the mm. around the raisin. Oh like no, like I don't chewy remember. Chewy grain. Yeah. Oh yeah, what was that? I can't remember the name of the damn cereal. Wasn't fiber one? Or no, something no, no, no. Like but it yeah, but it was it was like grain around. I remember it. it almost yeah. looked like you ever pull like a tick off a dog, and the tick's been on there for a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked just it's, like, it's that. like that. But it was good. It was tasted. <laughs> oh, good. it was delicious. Yeah, it was chewy raisin with like a pastry around yeah. it. It was it was delicious. That's good yeah. stuff. Another allegedly healthy cereal mashup Kellogg's is pushing: Twisty Krispies, which is Cocoa Krispies. Along with regular Rice Krispies. That's eh, not really a mashup. I mean, it is a it is technically a mashup, but yeah. you know, is it a good one? I don't I don't really. Oh, know. I thought a mashup was using two different brands of something. Like, well, I know. It's, it's a good question. Two I different mean, types of cereal. I don't know. Well, you can use your own brands. It's still a mashup. You're throwing two things together. Well, yeah, yeah. but like Cinnamon Toast Crunch and what was the other one you said? Raisin Brand. Right. Yeah. Right. Two different, very distinctly different cereals. Rice Krispies, plain or chocolate. Are still Rice Krispies. I'm uh, looking for a little more variety. Yeah, mm. um, I mean, I once I once mixed like uh, Count Chocula yeah. and uh, and Frankenberry together. Yeah, wasn't that good? You would think it would make a difference. No. It wasn't that good. Uh, the final healthy mashup that Kellogg's is pushing includes the worst cereal ever, in my opinion, Special K with frosted mini wheats. It's called OG wheats. Sugar crisps uh, or sugar smacks to me, those are the worst ones. Really? Yeah, I, I love sugar I, smacks. Sugar really? pops, I didn't like those either. Huh? But I had no problem with the uh, the special K, especially as I got yeah. older and I needed more fiber. Mm. Corn pops tasted like there was like metal in them. It almost had like a metallic taste to it. Didn't yeah, it? yeah, I didn't like those. No, I didn't like that either. It was gross. Mm. And as for that last mashup, frosted mini wheats with special K. The title, the name, the way they're packaging them, OG Wheats. I don't need, I don't, is that, I don't even know I, what that I, means. I, 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 original I Gangster Wheats. Yeah, <laughs> there right. you go. Well, that'll sell to a certain segment of the population then. Just saying. Who? Not going to say. People who like cereal. There yeah. you go. There you, there you go. go. Yeah, that's probably the safest thing to say. Yep. And uh, one other Mass Hat Award quickly to a guy in Florida who pulled out a three-foot steel sword to settle a traffic dispute while he was driving a Nissan Altima. They later found meth, marijuana, and a glass pipe in his car. What are the odds of that? Yeah, so he was arrested for the controlled substances and for wielding a very dangerous item in public with the three-foot steel sword. Sweet. There you go. 657 with Bax, Steve, and Dave. Coming up, we've got 
Kim Bocamper from the Miami Dolphins broadcast team to talk about the Pats-Dolphins game and the 102-second sports coming up next on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but there are some people who are under the false impression that baseball is a cumbersome, slow-moving sport that languishes and admits a desperate need to speed things up. I don't happen to be one of those people, but I'm also not one of those people who will be voting today on a set of rule changes which are designed to move things along. Today, the Major League Baseball Competition Committee will be voting on a number of rule changes that could dramatically change the pace of the game. And among those items being voted on today include a 15-second pitch clock, 20 seconds with a runner on base, two disengagements from the rubber of the pitcher's mound per plate appearance, which would include pickoff attempts, increasing the size of the bases from 15 inches to 18 inches, uh, one timeout from the batter's box per plate appearance, and new positioning requirements for infielders. Will these things actually speed up the game? Probably not, but they will prevent a few people from bellyaching about how long these games are for a week or two. Ironically, for all those who complain about the length of a baseball game, the reality is that the average baseball game takes approximately three hours to complete. You know how long it takes to complete a game in the NFL? Three hours and 12 minutes. And yet, we all sit around watching baseball games and complain, Jesus, how much longer is this thing going to go on? Listen, you can increase the size of the bases. You can give runners all kinds of new opportunities to slow the game down with extra stolen bases. You can even install a pitch clock if you want to. But if your pitchers are throwing meatballs down the middle of the plate and you got guys nailing home runs all over the place, guess what? You're still not going anywhere for the next three hours because baseball simply doesn't work that way because it's not really supposed to. But hey, into my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, so I'm uh, driving by your house the other day and I noticed there are a few rough patches on your lawn. You need to go to Rocky's for a bag of Scott's Easy Seed Patch and Repair. A 10-pound bag, 48 bucks. But it's buy one, get one free. That is a hell of a deal. And you got a bunch of ball patches. You can get it today to neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710 and Motley Crue with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's going to be nice today. Sunny and a high of 80. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 85. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, I'm sure you're aware that uh, Sunday you'll be able to hear the Patriots beat the living snot out of the uh, Miami Dolphins. That mm. game, you'll hear the whole thing. Pre-game, post-game, the whole damn thing. Two football acts in one show? What is this, amateur hour? I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Maybe we need a new co-host. That's the thing I'm going to pretend I did here. Hey, welcome to the phone restaurateur, former Dolphins player turned broadcaster, Kim Bocamper. Kim, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Very good, Kim. Good to talk to you. Hey, uh, I, I remember when you uh, when you used to play and you used to be this big giant thing that uh, <laughs> the Patriots would try to avoid at all possible costs. <laughs> you must have a long memory. Well, I, I'm old enough to re- I'm old enough to remember older guys. That's that's the way it is. My my buddy and I were trying to go through all of the killer bees. Man, you guys yeah. had a lot. Of, did, was that by design somehow? No, it just I don't think it's by design, but it just uh, it just so happened at one point that uh, everyone 
had a bunch of guys with a B name on it, and, the, and then they started calling us the Killer B, which everybody hated, by the way. Ah. Uh, until we started making some money, then everyone loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, that's, that that's usually the way things happen. When as soon as everybody starts profiting off uh, off it, like the, I'm sure the purple people eaters hated that <laughs> until someone figured they could sell a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, who, who coined that phrase, the killer bees, for you guys? Do you remember? Uh, you know, it was one some writer, some writer here that just popped up with it, and like I said, we all thought it was like pretty ignorant you know the killer bees come on you know but then it stuck with us and it's still with us now so uh yeah it's been a, it's been the last thing you know i i grew up with the the fearsome foursome and sure. the purple people eaters and uh, and the steel curtain and, and and somehow killer bees doesn't seem to hold that same gravitas as those uh, as yeah. those names do i would think most football players would just be uh, happy knowing that on the check it says employee and how many and where they put the withholding oh, sorry, on yeah yeah, <laughs> exactly. Get my get my name right and make sure it's going in the right account. That's all I need to know. So, listen, Kim. Thanks for joining us. We were supposed to have uh, Scott Zolak on this week for the Patriots side of things, but he stiffed us for the interview. Yeah, he slept in. You uh, didn't. You know, he's got a he's got a reputation for doing that, Zolak. Yeah, <laughs> no, he definitely does. So he, he blanked out in the huddle every now and then. I heard too. So, you, know, you, can, you can never trust. Yeah. <laughs> so th- this season is kind of interesting because, first of all, the. Uh, yeah, if you if you follow predictions, and I try not to follow predictions like before yeah. the first kickoff happens, but you know everyone is just saying that that you know the Buffalo takes the AFC. They're predicting great things for the for the Dolphins, and 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 why not that Tyreek Hill uh, trade is is unbelievable. You know, sitting where you're at in the in the in the broadcast booth and following this team. It must be just a totally different feel knowing that you've got a guy of that caliber on the, on that roster. Yeah, it, it is. We haven't had a guy like that for a long time. And I was just I was doing a, a, a local radio show yesterday, and we we're talking about the, you know when was the last time the Dolphins had you know a receiving core like that? When you bring Tyreek Hill and you add him with Jalen Waddle, and you go back to the you got to go back to the Marx brothers, you know. Um, Duper and so Clayton, yeah. Mm-hmm. Du- Duper and Clayton. So this is the beginning of of these guys, and see if they can be, if they can be, if they can be half as productive as a is a is uh, is uh, Duper and Clayton, and then we'd be pretty happy with them. But look, I, I think they, I think they're I think it brings a lot of excitement to this team. You know, we this team struggled on offense for the last number of years. Um, had a really good defense last year. Brought that whole defense back again this year, which is a good thing. But you know they need to they need to get some. They, not only do they need to put points on the board, they, they need to be a little more of a of a. They need to be a little bit more of an entertaining team. They need they need to be some big plays. They haven't had big plays in their in their arsenal for a long time. And I think I think with uh, with Tyreek and Waddle and and then some of the other guys they've got, especially the running backs Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostart. Um, I think it gives us an opportunity to have an offense that, that can be productive and also be exciting for the fans. This is uh, Dolphins broadcaster Kim uh, Bocamper on the phone. Now, with all those upgrades uh, that you know are on the team now, are are you guys going to be prepared if, God forbid, the Patriots turn around and spank you guys silly on Sunday? Yeah, that's not going to feel pretty good. That's, that's <laughs> not going to feel good at all. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on who you want to talk to. I think the three of us would be pretty happy yeah, with yeah. that. <laughs> no, I know. I know you guys would be happy up there. You'd be eating lobster rolls or whatever <laughs> up there after you win games. I don't know what it is, but uh, hopefully it's cause it's clam chowder because that's my favorite thing up there. But no, I, I look. I, I think that we're 
you know, you know, it's funny. We're going into. I think I'm going in. I'm going into the season optimistic. Um, you know, we've made made some changes in offense. The offensive line has kind of been restructured a little bit. And Karen Armstead coming in gives us a you know a, a solid guy out there. Uh, you talk about the receiving core. The defense is going to be good. Jalen Phillips is. Just, watch this guy's going to be a beast coming forward. So he's got to to kind of look out for. But you know, they got to get off to a quick start. They got to beat New England. Uh, because they got a tough. The first four games are, are pretty tough games, so they got to get off to a quick start. But I, I, I kind of like this team. The other thing that we have, you haven't known talk about is, you know, not only not only you're trying to get Tyreek Hill in here and, and get this offense going, but we got a new head coach that's a little bit quirky. And and, and look, I, I, I you know, I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm believing in him. I've, I've talked to enough people that, uh, that that have worked with Mike McDaniel and talk about, you know, the. You know, I've heard him call a genius from everything across the board, and and uh, but he's different than anybody we've seen down here, and I think different than really anybody I've seen around the league. So you know that that's got to work. That that's got to be that's a new a new opportunity for him. Kind of a new new age co- uh, head coach coming in and. Got to see how that gels with this team. Uh, fantasy football is so big these days. I know Patrick Mahomes made a comment for the Chiefs. Sent out a message to, hey, sorry, fantasy fans, but we're going to spread the ball around this year, and there's going to be a lot of different people involved. Uh, you mentioned two guys, so I'm going to take this opportunity because I have both Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert on my fantasy team, but I yeah. understand Edmonds has a little bit of a groin pull. What's the deal there, Kim? Well, he, you know, he, like, like, like most teams, neither one of those guys played much during the preseason, during the three preseason games. They give him some time uh, in the last game, and I, and I think – uh, Chase Edmonds sat out that game. Mostert uh, came on, had a big game. I think he had a 21, 31 yard run, like in the first series of downs. So you got to see his speed. But uh, Chase Edmonds, we really haven't seen him much. And uh, you know, I, I, I'm just kind of a, you know, I, I go, I kind of go back to old school a little bit, where you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, guys are limping, and I don't know if they're going to play. And somehow on Sunday, <laughs> everybody lines up, yep. and, and they're and, and they're healthy, and so. I'm expecting, and I know I, I know on the injury report yesterday, there's a number of guys listed there. Some of them just for veteran days off, but uh, there's a number of guys listed on our report. I didn't see any on on New England's report, um, but I, but I got a feeling that uh, that, that this team's going to come out and. and and, and run their starters out there mm. well, um, well, you know, and all be healthy for day one. Well, you know, Kim, uh, the, the Patriots came out a couple days early, a little bit earlier than they would normally come out. Um, I can't imagine that there would be anything potentially bad that could happen with a bunch of 20-year-old men out in South Beach, Florida, <laughs> for a few extra days. Well, well, I, mean, I tell you what, you know, you, you know what, I, I thought the same thing. I said, you know, bring them down to South Beach, let them go down there and at the lows down there, right where all the clubs are and everything, and then come up on Sunday and play a game. But, but I think, I think you know, again, once again, Bill, Bill Belichick outsmarted me on that one. He's got him up in Palm Beach, where like, you know, I think they've got him next to the villages, where everyone's like, you know, sixty years old plus. <laughs> well, yeah. so, so, so there's nothing to. Nothing to do around there. No way to get in trouble. On Viagra or something. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't head over to Bow Campers. Are are your restaurants still running? Oh yeah, yeah. We've got uh, six of them. We're running hard here. You know, football season's on. We've got uh, we got big places on the water, and uh, and uh, we got big uh, got a huge night tonight for all of our places. So yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's a big kickoff weekend for us too. All right. Very good. We appreciate the time today. Best of luck on Sunday. Hope you guys don't get beat too bad. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. You bet. Kim Bo Camper with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. 
GG Inks. Screen pre- look alike Brian Adams. We both got bad skin. Back Steve and Dave here on Rock 102. Good morning. That's that's how you want to be compared? Hey, it's, just, it's, just, just by uh, you know, bad skin? It's been brought up before. It, it is what it is, Bax. I'm a, you know, hey, if uh, you missed any part of today's show, check out the daily podcast available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week has been uh, rock journalist Martin Popoff. Pretty interesting conversation about uh, a, a number of things, including his brand new book, Bowie at 75. Really cool book. And then on Monday, I'm uh, going to be talking to uh, the legendary Robin Hitchcock. He's got a brand new record out coming out in October called Shuffle Mania. That's a really good conversation. You'll be able to hear that Monday morning on rock102.com. I remember yesterday we were talking about uh, Breeze Airways. Yeah. With this uh, brand new nonstop flight from Bradley to Las Vegas. Yeah. (laughs) Breeze Airways had an emergency landing yesterday at Bradley. All right. Well, what's going on with that? I don't know. It's reported in... uh, few different sources this morning and uh says it wasn't anything serious but right. a necessity to you know serious land, enough yeah. to land, land immediately land. there yeah hey you were mentioning uh you know what you should do this weekend mm. yeah you were you mentioned like you know brimfield right. or, or the northampton uh you know the taste of northampton or the franklin county fair well did you hear the commercial that we just played for franklin county fair i was out of the building this I, I, hearing this this clears out the whole schedule oh yeah they've got uh this weekend a fried dough and a hot dog eating contest. Ooh. I don't know of anybody mm. in Brimfield that's having a food eating contest. So no, well, that, eli- no f- that eliminates that for me. Mm-hmm. The, fo- the food at the Brimfield is all antique food. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's probably all you know, you know, rotten, Dried fossilized yeah. you know, sandwiches and stuff like that. Cracker Jack from 1925. But if you're going to tell me that you're going to have a bunch of people on a table mm-hmm. eating fried dough competitively, I'm all in. I am all, all right. I'm there too. Or hot dogs. I mean, I'm not going to compete. You know, I want to give everybody else a chance to win. But uh, I would love to see something like that. Well, do they hold the hot dog eating contest here the same way they would at Nathan's with like the the water that you sog up the buns with and then you shove the whole? Th- or how do they do Dave, it? Dave, I don't I don't know what the rules are. Mm. If they're any different in Greenfield as they would be okay. anywhere else, like at uh, you know Coney Island or mm. whatever. But I got to believe that the uh, the rules are pretty much. Okay. The same. Whatever technique is going to help you pound down those hot dogs, that's what you do. Well, plus, but there's I've never seen a fried dough eating competition. That I, sounds pretty good. I never have either. And of course, you get the added benefit if you go to the Franklin County Fair in Greenfield of watching the protesters in Greenfield. I assume maybe they're still going to be there protesting the police chief. Dude, did you just hear me talk about a fried dough eating contest? That's mm. to me. I'm single yeah. focused on that. <laughs> Well, to care less whether people got problems with a police chief. I'm more focused on yeah. how much fried dough can the human body a, absorb. A fried dough eating contest uh, will bring any protester to its knees. <laughs> you might Listen, be right. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's the uh, the Portuguese in me. When you mm-hmm. say fried dough, I'm automatically my head, you know, my eyes are rolling in the back of my head, and and you know, in, in a trance. But uh, man, if there's ever reason to go to Greenfield this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Right there. All right. There Put it on the it. list. You always need a reason to go to Greenfield. <laughs> and now I've got there one. There you go. We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. For- 731. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. In case you missed it, Queen Elizabeth II, who served 70 years on the British throne, passing away yesterday in Scotland at the age of 96. Oh, how much time do you need on the throne? I do it as quickly as I possibly can. Seconds. Just mere seconds. 
I like to take my time. I don't like to read. read. I oh, I love reading. No, no, no. I, who would, why do you want to sit in there with the smell and the unpleasantness and read something? Queen Elizabeth passed into the afterlife yesterday at the ripe old age of 96. She immediately got to heaven and St. Peter let her in to give her a tour around the heavenly gate. Here are all your family members, your majesty, previous pets and people of historical significance during your reign. And Liz looks around, this multitude of people who wave at her, smiling, and suddenly she stops and calls St. Peter aside. And she says, what the F? <laughs> Diana has a bigger halo than me. I reigned for decades, saw my country through wars and depressions and wars again, gave God freedom and peace to nations all around the world. Surely I deserve a bigger halo than her. And St. Peter says, your majesty, that is a steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> God save the queen. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth had. I, I have to say, yep. I don't think I've ever heard that joke before. Well, I know, right? That is a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you'd like to know what she actually sounds like, I have a clip here of when she first took the throne. Okay. Back in 1925, and then spanning the years until recently, here was the Queen when she first arrived. We know. Every one of us, but in the end, all will be well. For God will care for us and give us victory and peace. This time we join with all nations across the globe in a common endeavor, using the great advances of science and our instinctive compassion to heal. We will succeed, and that success will belong to every one of us. Queen Elizabeth through the years. Seventy years on the, on the, uh, in that gig, man, that's a long mm. time. Yep. Very I would, long time. I'll tell you what, when I'm 96, I'm not still doing this show. That is that is no there's no way. What are you talking about? You'd be back here. <laughs> no. There is not enough money in this company to bring me back at the age of 96. Uh speaking of which, her net worth 500 million and her cash it says comes from investments in paintings, a stamp collection, Fine china, jewelry, horses, and a Fabergé egg collection. I'm back, and that's my view from the memory garden here at uh, Palatable Lives Nursing Home. Is this the same Fabergé egg that was stolen from uh, by Guido the Killer Pimp in Risky Business? You know, good point you raised there. Maybe that right? increased its value. I would think so. Backs, by the way, front and center for the other big news story of the day. The fact that the Mayflower Marathon is changing things up. Here's Alana Flood from 22 News. Rock 102's Mayflower Marathon, a well-known fundraising event for Springfield's Open Pantry, will be held in downtown Springfield this year at MGM. After losing the space, Rock 102 received hundreds of ideas and proposals for alternative locations in the city. And the reason we chose uh, MGM Ooh, is, good. you know, it satisfied all the things that we were looking to do with a new space. That's you. Keep it in Springfield, uh, have it in a place where the flow of traffic made sense, uh, that you know, people could safely deliver food uh, and, and put it on the trucks. You know, all the things that we were hoping to accomplish, MGM stepped up this feeds people you know families for you know four or five months so it's essential and so to do it in a place 
that really wants us there, we're we're delighted. Rock 102's Mike Baxendale on 22 News coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's hear it for Alana Flood. Did a very nice yeah, job. Right, yes, me. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There you right go. There, nice right job, there. Alana Flood. Hi, I'm Mike Baxendale. I'm a community service member, and my pronouns are handsome and talented. Uh, I don't even know if those are actual pro. Those are adjectives, Steve. Who can? Well, they're still pronouns. No, no. If, those you, are if I want to be addressed, uh, if you, if I say, you know, if people say, well, address me as he, him. I don't want to be addressed as he, him. I want to be addressed well, as talented and handsome. Sure. Well, I, I mean, to me, yeah. those are adjectives. To me, my, right. My, the pro the pronouns that I use are yeah. mine, these, and such. Those are the ones that I mm. uh, identify with. Yeah, no, I like uh, extravagant and good looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, adjectives. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when people like talk about me, they're like, "Yeah, me and good looking went to the uh, the mall the yeah, other day." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. <clears throat> Springfield police are looking for some help from the public to identify a suspect who allegedly used counterfeit money at the Marshalls on Boston Road in Springfield. Now let me ask you this: mm-hmm. You ever been to a Marshalls? Oh, yeah, yeah. You all ever the been to Marshalls, a TJ Maxx, yeah, yeah. same company. Yes. If you have to use fake money to buy those cheap clothes, what does that really say about you? They're already at the biggest discount you could ever possibly get. Uh, basement bargain prices. You're damn right. Yeah, Brand names at discount prices. And yet, you still have to use the fake money to get stuff. I thought that was Time Fair Tire. That's name brands. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, name brands at discount prices. Yeah, Time Fair Tire. You're right. Yeah. It, 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 you're absolutely right. I, yeah. do, I remember my uh, ad campaigns by Jingle. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Good, good idea. Uh, Police in Springfield have a pretty clear picture of the suspect here, and this is on 22 News as well. The dude's mugging the camera. Like, he knows he's being photographed. Like, look at me. I got fake money. Yep. He's got a black baseball cap on, and he's got a Miami Heat number 22 t-shirt on as well. Did uh, We didn't do the story the other day. There was a a West Springfield shoplifter Mm -hmm. that uh, had somehow... Uh, slipped through the hands of the West Springfield police, mm. and uh, you know they were looking for someone to identify this woman that had, that had uh, shoplifted. Yeah, and um, did you see the picture of this person? No, I didn't. She was a. She was. Oh, a, we did talk about this a little bit. I don't think we talked about it on the air. I think we oh. talked talked about it. To, you know, you know, off the air. Hard to imagine there would be a foot chase that she could out maneuver the cops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I whenever I got involved in like five K road races, yes. and I was in pretty good shape back in the day. What happened? Fat people passed me all the time. Is that what you're suggesting there? Because sometimes you you take it for granted that these people aren't in good shape. They blew by me during right. the race. I first, don't know. First of all, Dave, yes. let's uh let's step back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Try to be a little bit more sensitive. Excuse me. You're uh, calling them fat l- yes, people. Uh, <laughs> As someone who has spent a better part of his entire adult life mm-hmm. fighting, uh, fighting uh, childhood, you know, obesity. childhood obesity, <laughs> I prefer to to uh, to use uh, density challenged. Okay, all right. I prefer that. Calorically enhanced? No, because it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with calories. Okay, Maybe I happen to suffer from a glandular condition. <laughs> okay. So anyway, there she's still on the large. Is that what you're saying? She's that would be at large. Man. Yes, that's she what is I meant at to large. Say. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is technically true. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to fat shame everybody we're talking about here, then then that's I guess that's your business. The Massachusetts Dave Coombs at Rock 102, 45 Fisher Avenue, East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, 01028. Yep. Well, or Dave at Rock102.com is my email address, Bax. 
I love getting hate mail. Really? Yeah. I get hate mail all the time. I got some guy telling me he doesn't like dad joke David. Really? Yeah, he said, uh, bring that back, and uh, Dave is uh, handsome and talented, and uh, stop stop doing that, and bring back uh, Today I Learned instead yeah. of Dad Joke David. Signed, Dave's mom. So I said, uh, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing it even more. Well, That's that, what you do. That's how you get back at people. That that gives me the license. doing it. Yeah, that gives me the license to do the mass hat even more without Massachusetts. Yeah, well, yeah. well nobody's, right, nobody's stopped there before. Yeah, exactly. All right. Could, could be worse. Yeah. You could have a guy calling you every three days accusing you of being a Republican. Mm. Oh, yeah. We I get do that, that too. Yeah. I get that one with absolutely no proof. Hey, no, Bax. You should really just give up. <laughs> give up on your life. Why don't you just kill yourself? Yeah, well, because I, I, I got things to live for. Why'd you put, why'd you put a hose from your tailpipe into your window? It'd be doing everybody a favor. Because I don't have a hose long enough, sir. I got one for you. That's quite all right. You keep your hose to yourself. The Chicopee City Council denying both license requests for that proposed truck stop. Remember, we talked about that. It was slated for Burnett Road. Prior to the vote, several Chicopee residents had voiced their opposition to the extra truck stop, right? We don't need two of them there. Well, Why not? Uh, for months, residents have been protesting the plan, and now they've made it clear they're not going to put up with it. So the city council denying both requests. That sucks. They need a little competition up there. I know. That I Pride know. Station's been there forever with that 50s diner, which isn't that good. Steve, I'm not, not going to make uh, value judgments on what's good and what's not. You know, I was at a new business in Chicopee last night. I did a comedy show there. How was that? The Elixir. How was it? It was good. Uh, they had dinner. It was like Polish fare, which I love Polish fare. I do, too. You know Gormkies? Gormkies? Bigos? B-I-G-O-S? B-I-G-O-S? I think that's how you pronounce I it. I believe that's a game that where they call out numbers and letters together. Wait, no, that's like bingo. Bingo? Yeah. I, I don't know what that is. No, that was Bigos. a farmer who had a dog. Uh, okay, Beagles, you said? Beagles. Isn't that a, a song by uh, Peter Gabriel about a, a civil rights leader in South Africa? Biko. No. I'm thinking no, of Biko. Be- I'm thinking of Biko, wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. No, uh, it's like a hunter's stew. Oh. They yes. didn't have that there. I'm just thinking of good Polish oh, okay. foods that I like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. Did, what did they have? Well, they had uh, they had like uh, kielbasa pierogies and uh, oh, you yeah. know, like, uh, what are they, what's that other stuff they give you? Kishka? No, the Golumpke. 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 Yeah, oh, I love yeah. the Golumpkis. Golumpkis are good. Yeah, sure. So it was, but it was a pretty good, pretty good, uh, pretty good time. Pretty good turnout. Delicious. As long as we're talking about food, Captain Jack's Roadside Shack, with their highly anticipated Chicopee location set to open tomorrow. The that restaurant pl- announcing it on its Facebook page. That place is good too. The popular seafood restaurant's newest location will be in Chicopee's Center Space property by the corner of Center and South Streets. <clears throat> and the grand opening set for tomorrow, kicking off at noon. And they'll be joined by Island Spice and the Thai food trucks. Actually, the, the Thai food truck? Yeah. The, that's a good one. Really? That's a, yeah, that's a real good one. But, uh, okay, so Captain Jack's Roadside Shack. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. never had the, I've never eaten there. That's I, the one in East Hampton, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's uh, now, I don't know, did they move it from East Hampton? Or is it still? Uh, I think it still might still be there. There's like a co-op uh, like market up there now. Yeah, and I think he's right next to that. But that they have a they had like a grilled portobello mushroom sandwich. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that Good. was like awesome. Yeah. Well, 
I can add this to the list then of the mm-hmm. Taste of Northampton, the Franklin County Fair, the Brimfield Antique Fest, and uh, the grand opening for the new Captain Jack's Roadside Shack. There'll be live music from local DJs, and it says here $2.50 flavor bomb samples. That already sounds terrific. Local crafters and artists will also be selling products. I like the sound of a flavor bomb. Yeah, me too. I'm down. It's 744 with Baxter. Oh, you still didn't even get that R&B story. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> come on. Running That's late. two hours in a row. I know. You want right. to go, go? I mean... No, next yeah. hour. We got no, next, next hour. hour. We got there next we go. We got next hour. hour. We will get to it. Yes, new regulations and new ideas coming for the RMV. We'll get to it in just a bit. Hit 744 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 749 and the doors. We're back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. The uh, Big Bonk and Smoke is returning to the log cabin Wednesday, October 5th, and tickets are on sale now. Come and join a real fun night out. Classy, sophisticated, beautiful views of the side of Mount Tom. Your mission includes a few cigars from the Cigar Room 2, a t-shirt from GG Inc.'s Custom Printing, and a great food spread that lasts all night long. Details and tickets at rock102.com. Cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. you got to be over 21 with a positive ID to enter. It's the Big Bonk and Smoke, brought to you by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements, the Tommy Carr Auto Group, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Hey, the weather for today and the weekend looking great. For all those activities we were talking about earlier, today's highs in the low 80s with lots of sunshine. Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal noises in here. You hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one. I don't know if you heard, but the queen passed away. When? I think it happened yesterday. Although, who knows? Maybe they kept it a secret and she's been dead for a while. She passed away at the age of 96. And some local reaction from folks talking to Western Mass News, including Western New England University history professor John Back, who said that because of the death over there, people over here are going to be very sad. And here's why. For the English This is kind of like the green monster falling in Fenway or the ivy coming off the walls in Wrigley Field or Chicago, or like finding out there's no pumpkin spice. Where's the pumpkin spice? We need our pumpkin spice. Professor John Back from the Western New England University. He's got to be a popular teacher, I would imagine, with the material like that. Well, I, I, I don't know if I would equate the death of the queen with uh, with pumpkin spice at all. I, I have a clip from an Irish uh, soccer match here uh, cool. about the Queen. You ready for this one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. How come this isn't working? Oh, I'll try this. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Right, are you ready okay. now? Yes. Are you ready now? I'm ready now. Lizzie's in a box is what they're saying. And wow. They're chanting it throughout the entire stadium. Hmm. What's uh, what's up with the Irish not liking the English people? Yeah. yeah, that sounds joyous. Or maybe that's a tribute in Ireland. I don't know. No, I, I don't, don't think know. so. That sounds like a bunch of... Lizzie's in a box. Lizzie's in a box. Well, you know, it's all about uh, you know independent rule and yeah. a, you know, a schism between uh, you know religious factions. And, uh, you know, were they throwing any rocks and bottles like the good old days? No, they should, though. Yes. Blowing up a car here. That'll now. that'll that'll bring back some memories. Playing any U two songs during that uh, celebration there? No, nothing no. No, they they uh, they'll play like that song about the uh, the unicorn. Okay. Uh, back to the local reaction about Queen Elizabeth's death. 
Another professor chiming in, the Western Mass News. Uh, This is Mount Holyoke's assistant professor of politics and international relations, Christopher Mitchell, on the significance of the royals. The value of a monarchy in a democracy like Great Britain is that uh, the monarch provides a unifying uh, figure who's sort of above politics. Kind of like Mayor Dominic Sardo. Kind of like a unifying figure above politics. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Not even close. Yeah. Wow, you want to talk about someone who's like, like a unifying figure that, you know, uh, you, you know, you know, transcends politics? Yeah. I mean, I would think, like, in this country, the best we would have would be, say, like, Oh, I don't know. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, the Rock would be good. I was yeah. I was thinking more like you know Snoop Dogg. That would be a, a better yeah. one. You know, uh, yeah. Oprah. Maybe Oprah. Mm. Who doesn't love Oprah? Mm. That's um, the closest we've got to the, in this country. I disagree with both of you. I'd say Mayor Sarno. So I've I've planted my flag on that one. Is that before or after you let down the crack pipe? Because mm. you're out of your mind if you think that's the case. Clip number I've lost count three. Maybe four. Four. A TikToker claiming that he was taking pizzas from Walmart and passing them off as his own frozen pie business, and it did very well. I just opened up a pizza restaurant on DoorDash, but what they don't know is that I'll be selling frozen Walmart pizzas out of my kitchen. First, I ordered a bunch of pizza boxes with our logo on it because we had to look professional. Then I went to Walmart to buy other frozen pizzas, so I went home and set up a few things on the tablet DoorDash sent me, and our restaurant was live. We started getting orders fast, but the DoorDash drivers were mad at how long it was taking. But somehow, at the end of it all, everyone left five-star reviews on the pizza, so I guess it worked. That's Caden Boof. Talking about how successful his pizzeria business was on DoorDash, even though it was just full of frozen pies from Walmart. Now you're going to get a bunch of copycats doing that all across the country. Yeah, I know. But, you know, people can't tell. You know, you can make a profit, then what the heck? Right? Friendly's pretends to cook food that people like. Right. (laughs) So does Applebee's. I know, yeah. Clip number five, speaking of food, a couple of Wendy's employees from Pennsylvania have been charged after allegedly tampering with railroad tracks near the restaurant so they could get a slow night at work. Here's police officer Frank Cataldi talking about the pair. While they were driving through here, she dropped him off. He exited the vehicle. He placed a shunt on the track. He got back in the car with her, and they proceeded to Wendy's. During the interview, they told us that their intentions were that if the gates could malfunction and they could somehow block traffic, then that would prevent people from being able to get to Wendy's, and they could have a slow night at work. There you go. That's one way to get out of work. I guess so. So it didn't work, then? Well... Obviously not if the officer caught them. You know, if you want to uh, make the gates go down on a train track, you just take a metal pole long enough to span the uh, to the, the width of the track, and you touch the two lines together, and then the gates will come down. Don't take that advice There's from your Steve pro-life Funch. tip today. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're going to have people doing that right now and blaming you, Steve. Oh, yeah. You should always put a big, giant metal pole on a train track. <laughs> What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. Hmm. Nothing. Yes, the opinions of people on this show do not represent the entire public, by the way. Thank God for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, coming up on 7.57. Coming up next hour, Scott Zolak, we think, from the radio broadcast team for the New England Patriots. We hope to have him on the phone in the 102-second sports next on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, 
Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember a few weeks ago when I told you about the obscenely lucrative contract extension that was given to Alabama Crimson Tide head coach Nick Saban? If you recall, it was an eight-year, $93 million contract. They would pay him an average salary of $10.7 million bucks per year, the largest head coaching contract in college football history. I also told you that if you wanted to send your kid to Alabama for something known as an education, it would only cost you $53,364 a year. Now, that's a lot of money. And with 38,000 students on campus, that means that each student and their family would be responsible for coughing up $281.57 to pay for Nick Saban's salary every single year. Well, yesterday, the folks at Clemson University handed their head football coach, Dabo Sweeney, a... uh, 10-year contract extension worth $115 million. Broken down, this new contract would pay him slightly less than Nick Saban with uh, what he'll make this season, but not by much. Instead, Swinney will make $10.5 million this season. Now, if we apply the same mathematical variables, the average cost to send your out-of-state student to Clemson will cost you just under $56,000 a year, just under $3,000 more than sending your kid to Alabama. They also have a smaller enrollment with just over 26,000 students. That means if your kid is going to Clemson to learn stuff, you'll be paying Debo Swinney $403 out of your pocket every year for the next four years. That works out to a grand total of $1,600 just to earn a bachelor's degree. What would that mean if you sent your kid to Clemson and you remortgage your house and sent them there? It means that once Debo Swinney gets paid, you'll only have $8,400 left in student loan forgiveness. $18,400 if your kid got a Pell Grant. Obviously, the math doesn't work out exactly that way. Plus, we're also relying on the math skills of a bona fide idiot. Either way, if you got the money to pay for a football coach, $115 million, and you pay for tenured faculty less than your football coach is making every single week, then maybe you're sending your kids to Clemson. It might be a total ripoff because right now it sounds like teaching stuff is just about the last thing on anybody else's mind. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Steel, the orange and white chainsaws and blowers that the pros use. There's a steel trained expert at every Rocky's location like Allen in Westfield. Allen is a man of steel. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-10 in Aerosmith with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Great weekend weather-wise with highs around 80 all three days. Cannot believe that it's football season, but doggone it. It's back, and so is Scott Zolak from the, uh, the Patriots broadcast team. Gordon Scott, how are you? Good, good. Go ahead and give it to me for missing yesterday. Oh, he's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning now, isn't he? <laughs> well, I got I got a little confused because we're on a short week and we got a new puppy here, so we got uh, uh, one of these little bulldog puppies. And then I was mm. in a shower and I called you guys right back, but nobody answered. Mm, you so know, that's a true story. If if you had told a head coach in your football career those kinds of uh, flimsy excuses, <laughs> what where do you think you would have gotten with all of that? He would have said, go, go work at some rock station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey. All right. Sorry hey. I can't deliver the football today. I've got a new puppy in the house. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Uh, Scott, by the way, we had um, Kim, Boca- Kim Bocamper on last hour, the former yeah. Dolphin player and current uh, sideline reporter for the Dolphins, and we told him that you stiffed us on the broadcast, and here's what happened right afterward. He slept in. You uh, didn't. You know, he's, got a, he's got a reputation for doing that, Zola. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely does. So he, he blanked out in the huddle every now and then, I heard, too. So, <laughs> oh. you know, 
can ever trust. <laughs> yeah. Nothing but love from yeah, you, Kimbo Camp. Now you're not, you're not going to sit there and take that, are you, Scott? No, I'm the quarterback. Like he's one of the linebackers. He has more CTE than me. Yeah, there you I go. Like Kim. I know. I know Kim. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take shots at him. Uh, he's a good dude. He's got like a sports bar down there. It's pretty cool. Yep. Um, but uh, hey, they should be excited. Dolphins. Dolphins fans have a lot to be excited about. Yeah, you know, I want to ask you about that because you know you look at all the the preseason predictions of where you know this season is gonna go. And yeah. you know Miami, you know with the, with the, the Tariq Hill trade is a much better team. Buffalo looked fantastic last night, but the Patriots are really kind of being given real low expectations, and 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 I'm not sure I'm completely buying that. I mean, are those low expectations in your mind realistic, or are people just sleeping on the Patriots because other teams have gotten so much better? Well, I, I do think. The, the latter right there. Other teams have gotten a lot better, and you lose a guy like Josh McDaniels who takes over for the Raiders, and now they all of a sudden become a contender. And you know, people look at the Derek Carr situation all of a sudden and say, "Wow, okay, he's a really good quarterback now because he has Josh McDaniels." What's that do for Mac Jones? You know, there's some turmoil here as to who's going to call the plays. What are the adjustments going to be? And I do think that's natural, but we also have to remember this is a ten and seven team last year with a lot of guys back that went to the playoffs. So. It shouldn't be a six and eleven type year, like I hear a lot of national people saying. Uh, they need to iron some things out. They need to get out there and play. And I think the fact they have Miami Week One, Pittsburgh Week Two with Mitch Trubisky, I think that gives them a little bit of a chance. As for the Dolphins, so we understand maybe Chase Edmonds was dinged up with a groin, but then he was back at practice yesterday. Scott, how often does it happen where they kind of fudge those reports? And the guy really isn't injured, but he's going to play anyway. Every day. Every day. Yep. I mean, Tom Brady was on the injury report every day with a shoulder, and I don't think it was ever hurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's gamesmanship somewhat. You know what? I think Waddle was nicked up. They, were, they weren't sure if uh, Jalen Waddle was going to play. So I think you go into this type of game, you expect everybody, all hands on deck, everybody to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, Scott Zolak on the phone. You know, everyone's talking about Mac Jones as you know, second-year player. They you know, he didn't have a bad season last year, but yet he's still, you know, he's he's not Josh Allen. He's not, you know, you know, you know this guy or that no, guy. Not. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, he's a, he was he had a solid rookie season. He's coming into into this season. He's a little bit more jacked up than he had been last year. What what is the feeling around the team about Mac Jones right now? I think they like Mac Jones. I think Mac's a good leader. He uh, ended up being captain, uh, one of the six captains that that, that were elected. Uh, so that tells you something about you know his presence around the team and what guys think of him. Uh, I think he's a good leader. You know, just watching him each and every game last year. I talked to you guys each and every week, and I thought he got better each week. And yeah, you do hit plateaus at times as a player, but this is the second year. This is the big year where he's supposed to make that big jump. And I just think you know a lot of people would sort of piggyback that with Josh McDaniels if he was still here, that that would be a given. We're not we're not sure what this is going to be, but. There were some frustrations throughout camp, throughout practices, throughout the games. And Max got to put that by his side and go out and play and, and lead this team and be the guy that he is. The uh, Patriots' defense was great last year. And one of the goals during the offseason, it, it was said, it was reported to get faster on defense. Did they get yeah. faster? And is it going to be an even better defense or are there some holes? I don't know if it's going to be better. They did get faster. So they got a lot of young linebackers. You know, Van Noy's gone, Hightower's gone. They got guys like McCrone and uh, McMillan and, um, you know, several other guys, um, you know, Afrenay Jennings um, that can play opposite Judon. But the problem is there's no J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson yeah. got the big money contract 
from the Chargers, so everybody steps up a slot. It might not be a real one, so all of a sudden, you know, Jalen Mills is your one, and Jonathan Jones is your number two, and normally they're probably a two and a three. So puts a lot of pressure on them, but that's what that's what you do. And Bill's done a good job of you know getting rid of guys uh, when he thought, hey, we don't want to pay these guys, but we will replace them with player X, and that's its corner position. Bill's always replaced good corners with good corners. I saw an interview with uh, Troy Aikman this week talking about uh, yep. about uh, offensive coordinators and how it's it might just be the toughest job in football. And there is a surprisingly uh, low number of guys who really know how to do uh, that job yeah. well. All the criticism uh, that the Patriots have had by the fact that they don't have an offensive coordinator, you get two guys calling plays all season long, and yet there are plenty of people not willing to give Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt that these guys aren't really doing anything that Bill Belichick wouldn't approve of. So what is what is the reality uh, of this situation when the Patriots, you know, head into this season, does does two play callers hurt them? Does it not make a difference? I I think you have one, and I think it's going to be Matt Patricia with a big influence from Bill. Like Matt Patricia thinks the way Bill does, but we haven't had one game plan. So what they're doing is going out and calling plays in practice. What we haven't seen yet is if things go awry or bad during a game, what do you counter it with? And that's going to be the real question. Uh, you know, what's their go-to bread and butter? What do they feel really good about what they do? And can they get rid of the bad plays that, that haven't worked? And I think we need to give them that chance. I mean, there's a two-week hiatus here between the Raider game, which you don't even game plan for. And Raiders didn't play their starters. We did, but sort of half-ass, you know, 80%. So let's see what happens here for two weeks, and then I think we can make a better better assessment as to what it's going to be. Lots being made of the heat in South Florida this week. What's worse, playing a game under those conditions or really cold, Scott? What do you think? I hate the cold. Personally, I hate the cold because you can't rip the ball. Uh, the heat, you deal with it. You hydrate, you know, you get down there early, you get used to it. Uh, cold is bad. Cold is really bad. Shit, shoot, you uh, almost said it. You guys, live in Springfield. You, know how, you guys know how cold it gets out there in the winter. Oh, yeah. But we don't have to. But we don't have to do anything physical while we're out there. That's we can go right back into our cars or from the car to the building, and that's it. That's all we have to do outside. Yeah, but think about that. If you do the physical stuff, and if you watch those shows, like those reality shows, when these guys are up in the mountains and woods, when you move around in the cold, you start sweating, and you got all these layers on. Now, all of a sudden, you get you get hypothermia. So you got to be careful with all that. Yeah. So, uh, what did you do in the off season? You know, no football. So, so what does a guy like Scott Zolak do at his time? Dude, do radio every day, man. Ten to two, number one sports station in the country. We keep uh, we keep it cranking. We uh, we moved into a uh, we moved into a new new building. Mm-hmm. Um, I go boating. Um, yeah. I coach my kids' team. So my kids, thirteen years old. And I'm the offensive coordinator. And, ju- and just really as the season and just as the season starts, oh, this is a good time for a new puppy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, well Dad's on the road. I'll, I'll help break her into the. Yeah. <laughs> I, Scott, I see. I see this list. Uh, they do this every year. The top uh, most searched fan loved NFL teams, and, and and New England Patriots are number two. Dallas Cowboys are number one. Now, yeah. with the Queen of England gone, is there any living proof? That the Cowboys actually won a Super Bowl? Just <laughs> <laughs> like she was the last well, person to could vouch for it. Up, right? <laughs> What's hey, I'm that? a big Steelers fan, so our big competitor were, were the Cowboys. It was Terry Bradshaw versus Roger Sawbuck. 
I mean, you can't go to the Tony Romo days. You got to go all the way back to the Aikman days. Aikman won three. Come on. Uh, yeah. Unbeknownst to many people, that single star is a rating, not a logo. <laughs> a Yelp review? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heaven's team, right? America's mm. team. That's it. Mm. But you know, I mean, you you look at the you look at at the Cowboys, and you know, every year, your know, Jerry Jones has got like the, the the most amount of enthusiasm and optimism. Uh, of any man alive, and right. by the end of the season, it's like I can't believe this happened again, yeah. year after year. Who the hell? Who the hell's the big tackle that just went down? Big number seventy-seven. Uh, is it uh, Trayvon Smith or something? And Jerry's like, "Oh, we'll have him back for the playoffs." I'm like, How the hell do you know you're going to the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> so, so you can all watch it together in your office. Is, is that, mm. is that yeah, what you're looking to do? Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. So, so I mean, obviously, it's early. It you know, it's it's super early in the season. A lot of people saying Patriots yeah. don't make the playoffs. I have a tendency to believe that they 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 might just make the playoffs. What kind of confidence do you have in this? I think they win the first two games. I'm on record for that. I've been saying that for a while. I just like their spot. You got a guy that's been at it for 48 years of Belichick versus McDaniel, who hasn't even been a head coach. I think Max a better player than Tua. It's a divisional game. That's one game you got to go get. Uh, you've been down there for four week, four days preparing for it, and then next week we got Mitch Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, yeah. come on! And you also start two and zero. And you know the other thing, Scott, that people forget is they if you look at the month of October, they're playing Detroit, yep. Cleveland, Chicago, in New York. Yeah, they win at least three of those mm-hmm. games. At least yeah, three of them. At least go three and one right there. Absolutely, without 100%. a doubt, without a doubt, because those three of those four teams are straight up garbage. Yep, but but then it gets really tough. So that's why I said like they got to come out of the gate really fast and mm-hmm. start fast to have to th- for them to have a chance to get the ten wins and be in the mix for the playoffs. Very All good. Right. One final question: What kind of puppy did you get? The bulldog, uh, right? Didn't he say? It's a, it's a French French bulldog. French bulldog. Mm-hmm. French so, bulldog. Those those little pups are not cheap. There, Scotty. They're paying you no, enough. They to- aren't. They are not. I about had a heart attack. I had a heart attack <laughs> when I heard how much it was. <laughs> Just make sure you treat it for uh, heartworm. Parvo. That, that, Parvo, yeah. Parvo. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, Scott, we will talk to you next week. All right, guys, I appreciate it. Sorry about yesterday. Every Thursday now, baby. <laughs> All right, <laughs> nice. sounds good. Scott Zolak with Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. 102 with Back Steve and Dave, and the second Z in ZZ Top stands for Zolak. Little known fact. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. No, I had no idea. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I think Scott would have probably been in grade school when the uh, when ZZ Top first came out. So. <laughs> Maybe a lot richer too. Maybe. Uh, let's see. Don't forget the uh, the daily podcast coming up after uh, ten o'clock this morning. Uh, available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, Baxi's musical podcast uh, this week. My guest Martin Popoff, the uh, the biographer. Great great book called Bowie at seventy five. And next week, my guest is Robin Hitchcock. Uh, formerly of the Soft Boys. He's got a brand new album out in October. And I think your uh, podcast has a new episode this week, too, right? It does. Uh, you sat down. Uh, well, yes, there's a, there's another one on there. There is another we one. We can't on there. talk about what, what it is, but it's it, online yeah. and you can go listen to it. <laughs> You'll mind your business. You can check that out on rock102.com. And, and next week, I'll be talking with uh, Art Alexicus from uh, Everclear. Love Shut it. up! Yeah. No kidding. How about that? How Love about Ever- that? Yeah, they're great. Everclear's a great band. Yeah, yeah. it's a great, uh, great alcohol too. Especially the uh, the hundred ninety proof mm, Everclear. I don't know about. Oh that. no, that's powerful stuff. Yeah, I remember back in seventy seven, I started storming the concerts and I saw the Led Zeppelin. Who is that? I got a guitar on Christmas Day. I dreamed that Jimmy Page would come to Santa Monica and teach me to play. Look at this. Love 
Everclear. Well, I think uh, I think you're going to have to listen to his podcast. Now. I will for sure. Now, yeah. We All got, right. We uh, got news. Sloppy nuts. Uh, DJ Sloppy nuts <laughs> hornblower. <over there. laughs> we got news next to Rock 102. 8:34. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. In the wake of the death of Queen Elizabeth, both literally and figuratively, Prince Charles. Of course, becoming King Charles III will give his speech to the nation. So we're all looking forward to what happens with that. And the tie-in with us, the Mayflower Marathon. See what I did there? The uh, English and the British and our big food drive. Dude, nothing gets by you, does it? Look at that. And you, yourself, Mr. Baxendale, speaking with 22 News and Atlanta Flood yesterday about the new location for the Mayflower Marathon. The reason we chose uh, MGM is... You know, it satisfied all the things that we were looking to do with a new space. Keep it in Springfield, uh, have it in a place where the flow of traffic made sense, uh, that you know, people could safely deliver food uh, and, and put it on the trucks. You know, all the things that we were hoping to accomplish, MGM stepped up. This feeds people, you know, families for you know, four or five months. So it's essential. And so to do it in a place that really wants us there, we're, we're delighted. Good job, Bax, and thanks to 22 News for that report. Yeah, actually, they did a, I, I give them credit. They, uh, they, they covered this very, very well. So did Western Mass News. So did Mass Live. Uh, great coverage, so thanks to all of them. And lots going on this weekend, including the Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremonies here in Springfield and elsewhere at a different casino that's not MGM, downtown Springfield. Also, the Franklin County Fair, the Brimfield Antique Fest, and the Taste of Northampton. Did I get them all or not? I know we were talking about a bunch of these things going on this um, weekend. Those, well, yeah, enshrinement weekend. You mentioned enshrinement? Yeah. All right, okay. Mm. You mentioned Brimfield? Yeah. Franklin County Fair? Yeah. Taste of Northampton? Got it. Anything else? No, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, and well, then there's that other place opening up that I talked about last hour, Captain Jack's Roadside Shack mm. in Chicopee as well. Speaking of Chicopee, beginning in November, Massachusetts RMV going to be making some changes in regards to your new inspection sticker for your vehicle. We don't have time for this story. <laughs> you are a son of a bitch, mm-hmm. Mr. Nagel. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing is... Uh, so basically, what what they're saying is, if you if your inspection sticker expires, yeah. Now, previously, let's say your your inspection sticker expired in the month of September, mm-hmm. you have up until the last day of September to get that inspected. Right. However, if you went on October first, you would get an October sticker, and then you would have to wait until the end of that month for the next year in order to get the sticker done. Sure. Now they're doing it. If you uh, if you miss that deadline. Let's say you don't get your car inspected uh, until November. They still give you a September sticker, so you're not getting. You know what I mean? You're like you're not, twelve months. You could get uh, yeah, much less. You're getting however months it was from the last time you were certified, mm-hmm. which is uh, eh, that's a bit of a, a bit of a pain in the ass. Well, yeah, especially if somebody's going through a costly car repair and has to, you know, well, your emissions failed. Now you got to go get X, Y, and Z fixed before you get the sticker. And then, uh, you know, that costs you thousands of dollars. You're not able to, to, to cover it until the next month. And then all of a sudden, you're still now 11 months in instead of uh, 12. You remember when we uh, when we had a pandemic mm-hmm. long, long ago? I don't remember that. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Well, my, uh, my inspection sticker uh, expired, but we weren't allowed to leave the house. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I remember that. And remember how they delayed 
yeah. uh, the idea that if you, you know you can't get your car inspected, it's okay. We don't want to pass any germs around from, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from you know, like the the driver to mm-hmm. the to the technician. Yeah, I waited almost four months with an expired sticker on my car before yeah. I ha- felt comfortable enough going in and saying I need an inspection, please. Mm-hmm. And now I got it. But they gave you the inspection from that month, from the that, day it, that you did it, not yes. from four months prior. And that's, that's right. exactly what they're going to be doing now, which is uh, kind of, that's bogus. Yeah, it's a little bogus. It's a little bogus. So that's coming in November. Uh, the RMV also letting residents know that beginning October 1st, vehicle owners will no longer receive a printed inspection report when a vehicle passes inspection. This is in an effort to reduce paper waste. Reports will now be online as of October 1st. Use a cell phone, you scan the QR code, and then you get it that way. There are more than 1,800 inspection stations across the state. You know, there are states in this country, and I don't know you know if you're uh, Massachusetts people are aware of this. The only inspection they do is an emissions inspection, mm-hmm. where they put a thing in your tailpipe, you're there for two minutes, you're on your way. If you fail, then you get you, yeah, know, you and that's rejection. it. But there's no sticker on your on your on your car. There's no nothing. There's none of this this, this inconvenient horse crap of having your car be inspected. Mm-hmm. They just care about emissions, and you're on your way. That's the way to yeah. do it. This is what this, this really what, boils down to is it's a re- revenue generating process that the state of Massachusetts could never let go of. It was almost a month ago that Governor Charlie Baker signed that legal sports gambling bill. Yes. They're finally getting around to meeting about it. Remember we talked about this? Why couldn't these meetings have occurred in anticipation of this event? Yes. Well, the betting regulators yesterday making their first foray into approving and debating the regulations for the emerging industry. They're overdue for a foray. Attorneys for the commission have previously said that they'd have to identify over 200 potential topics that would require these regulations and meetings. It's also an election year. What mm. uh, they usually do is wait until to see who wins the governorship oh, yeah. before they decide who, uh, oh yeah, oh this guy's going to do it now. And then that governor gets the credit for it. I was reading, I, I was reading the history of the, uh, the Massachusetts Turnpike. Hmm. Sure. Right. Yeah. There's a nice summer read. Who isn't uh, interested in uh, mm. Massachusetts Turnpike? Well, I, I listen. I could. I could curl up on a couch and read about uh, major thoroughfares all day long. Well, one of the things was it was like introduced in like 1948 or something as a, as an idea. Like we need to make this big giant superhighway from one end of the state to the other because and then charge uh, people to, to use it. Right. Because we're losing. And the idea was the charging was to pay the bonds on the highway that they were building because they were building in such a short period of time. But they uh, rejected the idea at first to wait until the new governor got elected, and then that party to said, "Hey, yeah, we're we're the ones that came up with this idea." This happens all the time. It's just a political move. The, the sports gambling thing should have been passed years ago, but you know we kicked the can down the road, and then uh, well, hey, then this new group will take care. Well, whoever it wins. Also, consider the the most maddening thing about the, uh, the 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 turnpike is that it's been bought and paid for since 1984. Yeah. So Massachusetts loves their money making opportunities, it and is- this is all just another part of how they're just greasing us every which way.
It's still impressive how they knocked down acres and acres of forest land just to build a highway through it. Yeah, listen, if there's a dollar on the line, That's they'll right. mow down anything. That's right. Going to finish off the news with two animal stories, guys. The first of them needs a little theme music. So if you put my computer up, I'll let you have it. Yes, go ahead. So scientists at the Atlantic Shark Institute in Rhode Island were amused at first, but then frightened when they saw an image with what they thought was a megalodon appear on their fish finder while they were doing a research trip recently. Now, the megalodon, an extinct, gigantic shark-like creature. I think it's been covered in movies recently, right? Uh Wasn't there some? Mega? Uh, I I guess. Mega, I think, was the name of the movie. Like a MAGA hat? Yeah, well, a little bit. Maybe just as frightening to some people. The creature had a a jaw that spanned 2.7 to 3.4 meters wide. So anyway, when the guys at the Atlantic Shark Institute in Rhode Island saw this on their screen, they gulped. And then they realized it was just a bunch of mackerel in one large school of fish that looked like a megalodon. But a very dense group of mackerel. Yes, And one of the researchers exclaimed, ooh, so close, but so far. You don't think uh, mackerel uh, play games below the sea going, hey, uh, let's dress up like a megalodon Mm -hmm. for summer season. Yeah. (laughs) Scare all these swimmers off the beach. Like it was like a... It it was like a a TikTok scam, you know, like a... Right. Like a flash mob Mm -hmm. of megalodon. Yeah. Yeah. Clever, nonetheless. And the second animal story, donkey penises. Seven thousand of them seized by Nigerian officials at an international airport. They were being smuggled to Hong Kong, but custom officers were way too clever, and they sniffed the whole thing out. Oh. Could you could you maybe try to reword that a little bit so I don't uh, have so much uh, feeling of vomit in the back of my throat? Well, I'll just read from the story quickly here. Uh, the 16 bags filled with donkey genitalia. Is that better? Sure. Yeah, and, that's and, much. Yeah, absolutely. And 3,700 pieces of donkey skin to go along with it. Was that uh, part of the first part? <laughs> I, it, I Just reading from the report mm-hmm. here yeah. on the dailymail.com.uk. I don't know. Four suspects arrested while they were trying to smuggle all that stuff in. I guess they were separate. The 2,700 donkey penises and the 3,700 pieces of donkey skin. I uh, saw one of those donkeys on uh, on TV last night. You did? Telling the story about, you know, the incident, how he lost it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I woke up this morning with a bad hangover. My penis was missing again. This happens all the time. It's detachable. Detachable penis. Comes in handy a lot of time. I can leave it at home when I think it's going to get me in trouble, or I can rent it out when I don't need it. Now and then I go to a party and get drunk. Detachable penis. And the next morning I can't for the life of me remember what I did with it. First I look around my apartment. I couldn't find it. So I called up the place where the party was. They hadn't seen it either. I asked them to check the medicine cabinet because for some reason I leave it in there sometimes, but not this time. So I told them if it pops up to let me know, I called a few people who were at the party, but they were no help either. I was starting to get desperate. I really don't like being without my penis for too long. It makes me feel like less of a man. And I really hate having to sit down every time I take a leak. After a few hours of searching the house and calling everyone I could think of, I was starting to get very depressed. So I went to the 
the Kiev and ate breakfast. Then as I walked down 2nd Avenue towards St. Mark's Place, where all those people sell used books and other junk on the street, I saw my penis lying on a blanket next to a broken toaster oven, mm. and some guy was selling it. Hate when that happens. I had to buy it off him. He wanted 22 bucks, but I talked him down to 17 I took it home, washed it off, and put it back on. I was happy again. Complete. I like having a detachable penis. Detachable penis. And, and scene. Uh, the Nigerian government, by the way, <laughs> is being urged to prosecute heavily those who engaged in the indiscriminate killing of donkeys and the smuggling of their animal parts outside the country. All of this from the DDA, which is the Donkey Dealers Association of Nigeria. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. I had no idea. On the other hand, it was kind of nice to hear uh, did, King, did, King Missile uh, being uh, used on the show. Is it King Missile or King Missile? I don't even know. I think it's King Missile. Could be. Detachable penis. It's 846. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It'll be uh, nice and sunny today with a high of 81. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 85. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102's Pro Picks pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call football. It's great to have it back uh, again this year. Weekly winners can win a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hampton. Pizza the way you like it. The overall season winner gets a $500 cash card courtesy of Northeastern Organic Life Hydroponics. So go with your gut, check the stats, and play Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool from Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. We're not eligible to win the prizes, but just for fun, our picks are up there so you can compare them to ours. I was one for one because I picked the Bills last night. Did they uh, Did they post our picks up there? I, I don't even know if they did that. I, I think I saw yours, and I, I don't know. Go check it out. I'm going to look at it right now because yeah. I... Uh, did you pick the Bills or the Rams? Do you remember? See, now I think I, think I picked the Bills. No. But I don't even I don't even know what I did. Are you kidding? I don't even know. So you and I are off to a great start. Yeah. Well, you know, I, again, I, I, I hadn't, hadn't checked anything yet. I, I did this like almost two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that uh, everything uh, shows everything goes up nice and rosy. While you're checking that, uh, last night Ozzy did the halftime show at the Rams Bills game, but apparently NBC like cut away from him, and they're being heavily criticized for that. Now, why would they do that? I don't know, time restraints or something like that, I suppose. By, by the way, Ozzy's new album comes out today. Patient 9 is released today, in case you're interested. Well, there you go. Mm. Uh, next week, Scott Cohen will be joining us. Uh, so that's uh, so that's good. Uh, a few other things. Anything else that uh, we don't even know about yet? Mm. Oh, uh, I think we're also supposed to talk to uh, to Joel Hoekstra. Yes, Joel Hoekstra from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. He is not only going to be, well, the, the TSO is not only coming through the area, but he's also got another project that he's involved in. So we'll be talking to him about that. He's coming through uh, the Connecticut area. Apart from uh, the TSO, wildly uh, talented guy, used to play with Whitesnake. We'll talk to Joel Hoekstra. Holst- Holstra. Holstra from uh, the TSO next week here on Rock 102. It's uh, 8.56.